episode 11 this one was an absolute cracker had so much fun recording it um it's one of those ones where i'm excited to go back and listen to it um just just to learn from it because there's so much to take on when you're sitting here especially for the stage we're at we're so new to this and uh yeah but we got to sit down with our good friend brock day uh we chat about his life he's He's also competing a lot of triathlons these days as well um, and also his passion project of Sana Days, which is essentially a mental health program um, surrounding exercise and a general well-being, I guess. Um, and we, we got to chat about how that started and why that started. And uh, yeah, so if you don't have the time to sit through the entire episode, I'd recommend the last 10 to 15 minutes. We um, we hit some pretty, some pretty raw topics, but I think it was really good for us to all discuss and we're actually planning about doing this off the back end of Mental Health Awareness Week. However, uh, we didn't get a chance to just because of our clashing schedules. But I think in a way it's kind of good because it shouldn't just be one week that we're all um, checking in on our mates and that sort of thing. It should be a consistent um, effort. So yeah, without further ado, Brock Day. Getting to hear Corey and him discuss things as well, because like obviously from the financial, financial point of view, yeah. it's like, I mean, I'm in like a TED talk in my, <laughs> in my spare room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, nah, it's pretty sick. But yeah, well, welcome to the Montana Project. Mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I fully thought we were having dinner beforehand, eh? When I was, yeah, I wasn't sure. I'm like, I don't know if we're um doing it first I'm like Amy hasn't put the chicken in, in, in the oven yet it's like, I was going off that impression as well I was like come here get a feed then do the yeah. potty but I'm probably glad it's the other way now anyway yeah especially that food because it's like having some burgers and stuff it's kind of dense and you're sitting there nodding yeah. off yeah. <laughs> we haven't had a good track record with yeah. food beforehand so I think it's been one lately for me like with the the weekend coming up and just sort of observing how my body feels or actually it's been something for a while now because like I went through a stage of, I wouldn't call it like intermittent fasting, but I was, I was just having a coffee in the morning and then I wouldn't eat till 11 and then I'd finish all my dinner and whatever by like 7.30. Yeah. So then I'd have that big period. And like I found not as much now being off the tools, but when I was on the tools, you'd eat too much like smoker and then just be like yeah, yeah. for the next hour just trying to process yeah. it. But yeah. Have you found that with like, it's probably jumping ahead of into <laughs> yeah, the questions, but... Um, when you're exercising and stuff, like obviously maintaining your intake of like all your yeah, electrolytes and stuff. Yeah, it sort of depends what I'm doing on the day. Like if I'm doing cardio in the morning, mm. I'll probably make sure I have a, a big feed afterwards. Like yep. get, a, get a fair bit of protein and carbs in. But while I'm like at work during the week, because um, I start pretty early, I start like 4.30 in the morning. Yep. I might have like a muesli bar or something when I get to work. And then I don't have like a smoothie until probably like 9 o'clock. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'll just have lunch. Like we get lunch supplied for us. So we have lunch at like 12 o'clock and I find that breakdown works well while I'm at work. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the days that I have off, I'm usually, yeah, cardio in the morning and then strength in the arvo. So I'll fuel up, yeah, after cardio in the morning and, you know, I'll probably have something mid-morning like a protein shake. Yeah. And then I'll have the lunch. and. So yeah. how, how are you filling in your cardio in the morning because you, you're starting so early with work or is that just... Yeah, so I only do four days at yep. work, which... Yeah, works around my schedule. Yeah, and three days off, and yeah, those three days off, I usually try and do yeah 
one cardio discipline like every morning yeah whether it's bike swim or or run because you were saying before like obviously you're on the bike this morning <laughs> yeah in the garage a bit bit overcast and cloudy today like what's a session for you look like um i guess it depends what i'm training for like, i think this morning is about 40 k's mm. um just because i'm getting back into riding but yeah with depends on all yeah the races i got coming up like if i'm training for olympic distance try i usually just stick around that like 40 yeah 40 50k rides i don't really need to go any longer but if i'm training for something longer like a half ironman then you gotta you know make make your rides a little bit longer like 90ks 100ks yeah um have you done that sort of stuff on a stationary not on a stationary no i think the longest i've gone on a stationary is only about an hour and a half but yeah i get i get pretty bored yeah what's I, the olympic tri split uh one and a half k swim 40k ride 10k run yeah yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, once you step up from there, you got the half Ironman, 1.9K swim, 90K ride, and then the half marathon to finish. And then, yeah, the legs are big. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> have, you, have you done that distance before? Yeah, I did my first one last September. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah it was an awesome feeling, like finishing in the self-accomplishment and all that. Um, and the training leading up to it, that was probably the hardest bit, I suppose, adjusting yeah. to, just... A lot more time training, like the weekends and going out for long rides and then you come home and go for a run off the bike. So the sessions are a lot longer than what I was used to. Because like how long's 90 90k sorry, on the bike take? Um, I think in the race it was about two hours, 37, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And relatively flat or is it like... Yeah, that was a flat course, yeah. which which helped. Yeah, so obviously if you throw the hills in there, you're going to be looking at three hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you got to get you know your legs ready off the bike to be able to run like that half marathon as well so yeah you kind of have to put that into the training and but yeah no it was a real good experience just being yeah. my first one i didn't really know what to expect what time to get it was more just to go out and just just finish it but yeah yeah i was pretty happy with my time and i'll definitely you know give another one a crack i think one day i want to do the full line man but that's just another beast in itself <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah I think i need a little bit more time to train <laughs> Yeah, leading up to that must be crazy. Like I know um, we were talking with Bryce on, on Monday night about it and he was doing, because he's obviously still playing footy and that sort of thing, he was doing a lot of riding um, earlier on in the year. And yeah, the time it takes, especially if you're heading out sort of hinterland way and stuff, he was out for three and a half, four hours at a time. And yeah. like, it's, it's a large chunk of your day yeah. and you either have to leave early to to make something of the rest of your day or you or you're just out there for most yeah, of it. exactly and then i suppose a lot of people will train on the weekend so you pretty much just say goodbye to the social life yeah you know, it's a bit hard coming home late and then getting up super early and going for a massive ride and yeah yeah 100%. so you gotta be pretty committed and disciplined when you you know enter these events yeah, yeah. Mm. they definitely yeah. are rewarding though yeah i heard um when you were coming in earlier you're saying that you've just jumped back into having meat in your diet as well is that yeah. part of the dis- discipline you're talking about um yes and no i kind of just want to try out like a vegetarian diet and just to see how the body responded and yeah like over the i did it for geez looking like two years i think i was eating predominantly just vegetarian i had a bit of fish and chicken yeah um so i've only really just started bringing like red meat back into the, the diet and i've kind of noticed like straight away i probably put on a couple more kilos than mm-hmm. what i was you know over that two-year period i was probably sitting at about 83 yeah and now i'm probably sitting about yeah 85 um so i'm not too sure if that's because i still do strength training at the gym so i'm not too sure if you know i'm getting more protein now like that's translating to more muscle yeah 
or yeah, I've just toned back the cardio a bit. Like I could have put on a you know a couple of kilos for not doing as much cardio. So did you notice like a performance difference? Um, not really. Like I found my energy levels are pretty much the same. I think on like yep. a vegetarian diet and what I'm mm. on now. So. Have you watched Game Changers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what we, what we endorse, I feel like that. that's the, I feel like that's the first point that anyone sort of refers to. But yeah, yeah. I know I watched it. and it, They do it well. Like I, I haven't really put enough time into it to um, really have an, too much of an opinion on it. But yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. Like I know, I, as simple as I could look at it, as like if you have a big steak or something like that the night before. The way I envisioned it was like it's a big chunk of fuel burning away slowly, sort of thing. Rather than, but this is what <laughs> this is going yeah, to the bro side yeah, yeah. of like me trying to work it out. But like if you're having something um, that's vegetable based, like you can kind of break it down easier. Is that partially uh, what what they're getting at? Or yeah, oh, I can't remember what you changed a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I just wanted to see how I felt. You know if it was a bit lighter or yeah. if I could, you know, still recover the same and have the same energy with training, eating yeah. like vegetarian diet. Um, I guess sometimes I don't think I was getting enough protein because I guess the recommended amounts, what, 0.8 of a gram compared to your body weight, I suppose, mm, or mm. something like that, or like a gram per, you know, kilo yeah. of your body weight. So when you go to veggies, I think you just really need to do your research and know how to get that protein in your body throughout well, the day. They reckon it like deprives you of a few vitamins or... What's that? If you go vegetarian. Oh, really? Like they some... I'm, I'm not sure. Honestly, I haven't looked too far. <laughs> no. But I've read yeah, that. You have true. to... Yeah, yeah. You have to oh, get like, like some iron, supplements. Yeah, like, like iron yeah. supplements. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. red meats are full of like essential amino acids. So mm. as soon as you take that out, you, you do lose like a lot of amino acids that come from meat. Mm. so i guess you got a supplement around them which i didn't really do so <laughs> i'm not that affected my performance or this is not health advice yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it could have went faster in the half iron man yeah. yeah do you find with the weight training is that incorporating that does that help with the other i guess doing the cardio and stuff because it's kind of in a way counteracts against each other um yeah yes and no i guess depends on the weight training you do like i don't really lift real heavy weights at the gym it's more just kind of maintaining just like a certain level of strength yeah and i feel like a lot of that translates into the other side like running and swimming and biking like when you're at the gym like you know obviously working on your legs that's going to help with riding build Mm. strong legs and like doing upper body movements that definitely helps with my swimming stroke as well yeah you feel a lot more powerful through your lats and that in the water so i think they do complement each other um i'm not in it to be a professional triathlete or you know professional ironman or anything like that i'm just i'm just giving it a crack and i just enjoy doing kind of the cross training side of it doing a bit of both and hopefully finding a, a good balance between them yeah because you yeah. started out doing crossfit prior to this year yeah so i guess throwing back to when i was younger um it was more bodybuilding just like at a commercial gym so i guess your standard programs you know chest day back day yeah. leg day yeah. 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 probably not as much leg day but yeah. <laughs> yeah. i should have done more of that yeah um and then yeah i kind of i did that for a while i was playing rugby and that helped with rugby you know put on a bit of weight put on a bit of size yeah um and then yeah i guess crossfit started coming about and always hearing like people talking about it or whatever so eventually i gave that a go i think when i was around 21 or so i think i started crossfit yeah and I did that for a good five years. 
I think. And yeah, I love I love that side of it. Like CrossFit was was awesome because I didn't have to think about the programming and it's just like a little community. Like the CrossFit mm. box you go to, you get to know everyone and yeah, and then you can enter some CrossFit competitions and yeah, it's just I felt a bit more purpose in my training. Yeah, I've always mm. wondered how the scoring of the not necessarily I don't even know if it's the comps or not, but it was like I always see saw someone posting like fifteen point four or fifteen point five, and so what what's that refer to? Yeah, so that's the CrossFit Open. So then yeah, once every year there's a CrossFit Open, and it pretty much just pools everyone in the world. Yeah, and like scores match up against everyone, and then they select a certain number of people based on your times and your scores, and then you go to like the next stage. And it all just works towards getting to the CrossFit Games, which yeah. is once a year and usually in New York or Madison or something like that over in the States. Yeah. And it brings, yeah, the best CrossFit athletes in the world and they all compete for yeah, the top prize of the fittest man or woman in the world. Yeah, I went on a massive like YouTube like <laughs> rabbit hole recently because I... I um, I can't remember who put me on to like Matt Fraser, obviously, just yeah. the, the goat of <laughs> yeah, the sport. The goat, and yeah. then started just watching YouTube videos on him and end up like seeing that he put a book out and stuff as well. But it's just, it's crazy what they have to be prepared to do for those games and stuff. Like, it's interesting how they don't know what events are coming up yeah. as well. So it's like, you can't really practice for one thing. It's yeah. like, it yeah. might be a, a run with the vest on or it might be a weightlifting we, yeah, we it's we had off. we had a crack at that Murph, and that was like that was hectic. Or even just even going to like their version of doing the chin ups with the kipping. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just tricky as to yeah. get anyway. I think that's what I loved about it was the variety. Like you kind of go to every session, you're you're learning something different. Yeah, it's a different skill, and yeah, you kind of you get to fall in love with all the different movements, and there's always progression too. So you kind of see yourself yeah like learning kipping movements learning like handstand push-ups learning rope yeah. climbs you just learn all these different kind of things and it just keeps it so interesting i find like the body mm. the body awareness it's almost like in, uh, implementing like a bit of not gymnastics but like an acrobatic skill like doing those push-ups and stuff even when they're their handstand push-ups and they're like springing their legs yeah. up and stuff it's it's pretty cool like it's yeah. Yeah, I was but, actually looking at a place the other day because I was going to do a trial for one, um, Urban CrossFit. Oh yeah, Urban. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one here. And they've got they've got one class. I think one class a week. That's gymnastics. Oh really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's sick. Because you'd have to be pretty on. You have to be pretty good at like yeah, even just like the ring muscle ups as well. And yeah, there's yeah to do that sort of stuff is just crazy strength. Like, were you able to do the muscle ups on the rings or? Yeah, eventually. Really? Yeah. Is there? Like, what percentage is technique versus just the strength in it? Oh, I'm not too sure the actual breakdown, but yeah, maybe like 50-50, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, so if you come in, I think, because I was from like a bodybuilding background, so I had a bit of strength like when I started. Yeah. So I think that helped me because I was able to like learn the kipping pull-ups, do the handstand, like push-ups, do handstand walks. And then once you kind of get that gymnastic movement, like the kipping movement, then that translates into like bar muscle ups and like ring muscle ups and Yeah. Yeah, you, like once you kinda get your first one then you kinda realise like the movement you actually need to do to be able to string them together and Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen some videos of people doing it but then like I saw someone do a mu- muscle up with a, a straight arm, like without any of the movement. It was yeah. just pretty much just like a it was like a lap pull down almost but just straight in front. It was like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of gymnastic y kind yeah. of crossfitters out yeah. there that just yeah, make movements look super easy. <laughs> Have you been able to like utilize it with your training now in the gym or is it just dependent for like which exercises you're doing on the day? Um so I don't really do CrossFit as 
such anymore. Like I'm, yeah. I'm more into like a strength and conditioning gym just because it fits in with my triathlon training. Yeah. Because when I moved to the Goldie, which was three years ago, um, I first moved here and then joined a, a CrossFit gym. So I was there for like about six months and then, and then I kind of transitioned into a bit of triathlon. And then once I kind of did my first triathlon, I was like, oh, you know, it was a bit of fun. I wouldn't mind doing a few more of them. And I couldn't, I tried to juggle the both. But, yeah, that just didn't complement each other that well. Like I found I'd get niggles from CrossFit and then I wouldn't be able to train properly in uh, triathlon. So I ended up, yeah, switching gyms and like kind of the gym I'm at now just doesn't do all the, the real compound movements. It doesn't do like the Olympic lifting and the real hard gymnastic movements. So I find that's a better balance for me at the moment with triathlon training anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you do you have like a, a stronger leg when it comes to the triathlon like you um i think it varies for me like uh, i did lifesaving when i was younger just like nippers and that so i did yep. a little bit of open water swimming which helped get into triathlon um and then yeah cycling i think you just get fitter and like stronger at cycling the more you cycle yeah and i guess running i was yeah come from a rugby background i you know i could always put a decent run together so i think going into it i was pretty consistent on all three legs but mm-hmm. they, they differ like whatever i train more obviously be better at yeah so sometimes i'll focus a bit more on swimming and then my swim will improve and then you know like once you're doing one discipline a bit more than the other the others kind of drop off so Mm -hmm. it's trying to find that balance i think between all three disciplines and get them moving you know the same time forward yeah it seems like you love the challenging aspect of it as well because i know like recently uh or actually not recently now it's almost july but um you did the may 5k yeah so yeah one of my mates just came up with that one because um, he just follows Sana days in my journey and he's like um, just want to start a challenge to get people moving and try and encourage other people so yeah it was just five kilometers a day for the month of May yeah and yeah you got a few people involved and yeah it was a good little challenge because it wasn't like a I guess a real tough challenge like it did get tough but like it wasn't like for I guess the everyday people it wasn't like crazy you know like five mm. kilometers whatever <coughs> that takes like 30 minutes a day yeah I think it's achievable for a lot of people so yeah it was good good getting a few people involved and yeah seeing them tick that off yeah, yeah. Nice. hopefully we can continue that for the years to come and yeah it'd be good yeah do you, do you find just as it got further into the month that was the tricky part of just staying like just continually doing that each day like did yeah. you have a set time or you just it i was suppose because like, like i guess a lot of people have rest days like you have like you know one rest day a week or something like that so I guess every day, you know, you got to get out there and do it. <laughs> so yeah. some days, you know, yeah. after a long day at work or I don't know if you have a few beers the night before or something like that, it's a bit tough to get out there the next day yeah. and do it. But I guess once you get the ball rolling, you know, you get a couple of weeks into it, you kind of see the finish line and yeah, a month is that like achievable kind of time frame, I think, to be able to do it. Yeah, mm. yeah, 100%. I think we, um, I don't know if I touched on this at um brekkie the other morning but like we're doing uh february challenge and we pretty much had a, a competition <coughs> of like who could do the most k's and it was it kind of turned into that because it was like just pretty much exercise every day for the whole yeah. whole month but yeah i i love those challenges where it's kind of it's manageable like the actual exercise itself but it's the commitment to the task is the is the cool thing yeah exactly yeah just getting out of bed and doing something every day you know it's it's achievable but yeah like i guess a lot of people don't actually do that in day-to-day life you know they probably as i said their rest days or whatever so yeah being able to commit to a a challenge for a period of time and 
just seeing I guess the the aftermath and what they how they felt like after the challenge and yeah a lot of them were so how, how how was the body did you find it just adapted to getting that like five k's in each day and it wasn't too bad or yeah yeah it wasn't too bad like because I you know my running I probably do I don't know maybe twenty k's a week like yep. on average so it wasn't too much more than what I was used to yeah um but yeah i guess it was just sacrificing the other kind of things that i do as well so i probably didn't you know swim as much or cycle as much while i was doing that challenge yeah um but yeah you you're that pretty quickly i think like once you get going yeah yeah, yeah i think f- for me personally or at least in the last sort of six months or so it's been nice to see running kind of turn into this thing of like you can you can actually run slow. <laughs> so the thing, yeah, like, yeah. I know when, when I was playing footy, it was always like you got to be doing at least a five k and running like as quick as you could for that entire five k. Yeah. And to find the motivation in the morning, knowing you're just going to go burn your lungs out or something like that, is is pretty tough. But when you're like, oh, like I can actually reel this back here and um, just look after your body as well. Yeah, listen to the body. Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah, I think I was I was a probably a sucker at doing that as well, you know. Like every session, I'd try and go as hard as possible. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's not maintainable like over a period of time. You know, you gotta you gotta listen to your body, and when you're feeling a bit sore, just just reel that time back and yeah, watch your pace and yeah, rest up and recover for harder harder like sessions ahead. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that comes more with the amount that you do because when you're younger, you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just going to go hard out and then <laughs> I just start getting a bit older and a bit more running it's into Probably because you're not that. working as well. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, maybe I can't do that as yeah. much anymore. I know I know. when I was um, still working as a chip and playing footy and then training and bits and pieces, like, I think it's a double-edged sword because you're obviously fitter from the, like, physical sort of work, but then, yeah, you're cooked the next day if you have a big session at footy or something. And they don't care. Like, <laughs> they're, like, making you run laps around an oval or something yeah. like that as well. But, yeah. I, um, I'd um i like to pick your brain, obviously, with this weekend coming up, just refueling during races and stuff. Like, do you do you use gels and all that sort of stuff? Or what? Um, oh, not really. Like, I think when I did the like Olympic tries and that, I just had like electrolytes in my water bottles. Yeah. Um, so I'd have like one water bottle just with water, one with electrolytes. And in that mix, there'd be like carbs in there. So I kind of had right. that on the bike. And then once I got to the run, it was like a 10K run. I was all right to, to tough it out without any gels. But I think once you get into the longer stuff, yep. yeah, definitely gels come into play. I think, well, no, because I did a, a full marathon, my first one last year. Yeah. Um, I think I had a bit of a plan to have gels in that, but I ended up just having, yeah, like a electrolyte carb mix in one of the water bottles. And I had that for the first 21Ks. I think I drank yeah. that. And then the next, I think I had a, uh, one of those cramp fix little gels. It's just oh, like, yeah. just salt pretty much. So mm-hmm. I had one of them and I didn't end up having any gels and yeah, ended up getting through to the end, but I was cramping up a little bit at the end. So I think I could have, you know, had at least two of those public cramp fix. Yeah. I feel like I've been on a pretty crash course. It seems like it's a, it's like, a, it's something that pops up a lot, whether it's the podcast or running and stuff. I'm like, pick a goal and then I'll get like a week or two and be like, oh, I've got to work out how to sort it out. But I was thinking about the salt tablets and all that sort mm. of stuff. I've been trialing um, some gels on like longer runs. Like I've, I've had a couple that are sort of hour, hour and a half lately. Yeah. And um, I had a cliff bar on my run this morning. Like I did about 10Ks today, but yeah, I, I don't know if I was a fan. Eh? It was like, it was pretty, it was thick and dry. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I was, yeah. I don't know if I'll get around it again. I've got yeah, another one. But I definitely like, say don't 
try anything new on race day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm like. Oh, you we quickly learn. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that a few times. I'll try something new and I'll be like, and I'll just fucking go downhill real quick. You really? Know? Yeah. yeah. Try a gel or something and then it doesn't sit in the gut right. And I'm like, oh, what do I do that for? Well, that's, you've that's, cut that's, it short here, Blake. Yeah. You've, you've got, what, three days um, still with the race? Yeah, <laughs> Sunday, shit. Yeah. No, I think because... Are you doing the full or... Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting, especially with the weather. Like, we're meant to get 30-odd mm. mils of rain, but I'm like, yeah. I think I've kind of... I'll be interested to see after this <laughs> how I actually feel about it. But, I'm um, yeah, I'm really excited and I feel like I've accepted the fact that I'm going to be in pain. So, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm past I that. I guess the beauty is there's a lot of aid stations when you're well, actually that, in yeah, pain, yeah, So, yeah. <laughs> you can just stop and... I'd, grab something they got on offer yeah, yeah and like i was looking at what they had available in regards to like their electrolyte drinks and water and bits and pieces like that as well but I, like you know like powerade and all that how they say that they're full of electrolyte is that just sugar like I, i've never i don't know i've because i looked this up because i was looking like for the carb drinks and all that yeah and then everything says don't don't have don't have Gatorade? Like the Gatorade and Powerade. Really? Like that's not a. I wonder if it's a sponsorship because obviously like AFL and all that. Or oh, I know. I think it's just good for post game to get yeah, all the sugars and stuff back into your body. Yeah, get some calories back in the body probably. Yeah. So what? Where would you get? I don't think it's trying to work out where to get a carb drink. race drink. Where do you get that stuff from? Like nutrition warehouse or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, what's it called? Wild Earth. I think they have oh, yeah. a bit of stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they're all like a big endurance, like trail running company. Yeah, they are. yeah. Well, I guess all your adventure races and that. So yeah, they got a lot of gels there. And um, yeah, I tried the. Oh, I can't remember. I was like Cadell Evans um, gel that I tried, and that didn't seem too bad. I didn't shit myself in the run. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's it's. Um, I think as long as they're not like thick, like, I just can't do like a real. This sluggy <laughs> kind of gel when I'm yeah. running, I just can't really get I, it down. I had a I had a pocket sort of behind me, like I guess on on like my tailbone in the shorts that I was running in, and I put them in there. It was sitting well. I was like, oh, that's actually not a bad spot. Like it's not annoying me. But I didn't I didn't um, account for the fact that it'd be warming up because it was sitting like against me. Yeah. So it was like thick Green. and hot. It's yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and it was like first one I've ever had as well. So I'm sitting there just trying to get it down and like mid chat with other people as well. <laughs> like oh man okay. yeah. a lot of people recommend flat coke i think that oh, really? like, the aid stations will have like coke or yeah flat, flat coke. coke yeah, yeah. what, what I, was that i don't know yeah, i haven't tried it but yeah yeah I've heard a lot of people just like they'll just you know neck a cup of coke on on the run and keep going well that's maybe just get the sugars in or yeah, yeah. well that's what so Corey and i um what was it november last year we had a crack at that four by four challenge the goggins run oh yeah and we only we did like t- half of it because um, yeah. we once again well under prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we were talking about it just like a couple of days prior, and um, I think it come back to Matt Fraser again because he eats like a Snickers bar during like multiple Snickers bars yeah. for a workout or something. Like he eats like he was saying like he eats like the small Snickers bars in between like lifts yeah. and all this. It's like, like it's like every, every, every ten minutes. Yeah. 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 yeah, and we're like, oh, if Matt Fraser does it, we do it. So I think our diet considered like for that sort of twenty four hour period, it was like yeah, Snickers bars and just like I think we had Staminade, so piss yeah. piss in yellow. And like, yeah, yeah. We had one proper meal which was dinner, and it was like lamb, like a roast. Oh yeah, yeah. and then That's that, what the next run you were that, running well, that, full timing. Yeah, because yeah, we probably had dinner after the eight o'clock run, and then yeah, so it would have been still digesting by the twelve, and yeah. then. 
I remember actually we've probably spoken was about that it before. Slow run that one or what? That's why oh, it would have been slow regardless. Yeah. yeah. The, it was it was so much fun though, because like we all stayed here and you'd walk out and like everyone would just be tired as but it'd just be you just need the smallest glimmer of excitement and like I, I feel like it's bloody groundhog day with some of these stories, but it's so much fun when you're actually doing those kind of yeah, challenges. Yeah, I'd love to give it a crack. Yeah, well we we're doing it in November this year if oh, you're yeah. interested. Yeah, yeah. So the, we, full, yeah. the full forty eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how the, this running started for me because I'm like, I've got to build a better base for yeah. it, like for for November and then someone Well it it come up because I was planning on doing the half. And then I've been speaking to a lot of people recently and, and just in regards to that. And then someone's like, oh, have you done a half before? I was like, yeah, like not in a, com- in like a competitive race, just as a, as a run. And um, they're like, oh, sure, you got to do the full one then. I was like, uh-huh. oh, I hate how much sense that makes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited. How'd you go with the half when you did it? Um, oh, I was pretty cooked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in saying that, it was probably a decent step up from like what i previously run like i was kind of running it's like 14 to 16s and stuff and then i think i ended up doing like 24 or something like that um but yeah i mean it, it was also running quite differently like i was i was trying to run that for like five or just under like sub five sort of thing um have you done like a long run leading up to the marathon this week <sighs> Not very. <laughs> I think the longest I've done so far is seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, just because I wasn't I wasn't planning on doing it, and then yeah, I kind of I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I feel like my yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I keep just thinking things to keep myself comfortable <laughs> yeah. for it, but it's it's gonna be good regardless. And I I know I'm gonna finish because it's just literally one foot in front of the other, and yeah, yeah they, I'll get there. Being like a Gold Coast Marathon event too, like the Bring atmosphere. Or, yeah. Well, a lot of um. So Jordan, the fellow who's running the 33, 33 and 33 days, he was part of the reason because I was chatting to him the other day on a run and I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, surely if this guy's doing it for like a month straight, I'm like, I can at least do one. And then, but he was saying, he's like, just don't get caught up in the excitement of it initially because everyone always goes goes out faster. Yeah. Yeah, So fortunately, like having the watch and stuff, I'm just going to constantly be checking that. Yeah. um, At least for the first couple of Ks, then I won't want to look at it. Yeah, exactly. What is the proper prep for a marathon trip? Um, like, should you... Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, going like, to block my ears. Should you, yeah. should, you, should you clock a certain amount of Ks each week or should you run... What, what, did, you, what did you do 42? leading up to Oh, it? I didn't do the best plan either. Like, mine was pretty last minute. I think I had it on my vision board last year to run a marathon and I think it got to... must have been end of October, start of November. And I was like, oh, I've got to bloody do this marathon. <laughs> so I just ended up choosing a date. I think it was December 12th. So it gave me about six weeks. Yeah. And then, yeah, luckily I had a mate of mine that did it with me. So we kind of trained together. Um, but yeah, we just did like one long run, I think, every week. Yeah. And then we just added like a bit of extra Ks every every week. So I think we might have like started off with like a 20, did a 25. I think we did a 30. Yeah. And then maybe taper back to like a 25 and then like just a 18 or something like a week I, before it. i have yeah. heard that a lot of people won't run over like they they'll never run the distance of the race sort of thing like is that the same for no. triathlons and that or like obviously you cycled 40 this morning but yeah well i guess triathlons you don't you do the the distances of like each individual discipline like you'd, mm. you'd swim over one and a half cat swim training and stuff but you never really do like a full triathlon in yep. training so mm. if that makes sense yeah, your marathon, I think they say like, you know, in training, maybe run up 
to 32Ks or 35Ks maybe beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, double yeah. what you've done. <laughs> double. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's time on the feet. It's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, like, I think, yeah, leading up to it, like even though I haven't done long distance, I've been running quite frequently yeah. and nothing less than like sort of seven or eight. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I, I have kind of accepted the fact that I probably could have prepared better, but <laughs> yeah. I've, it, it's been in I'm the back. I'm sure there be a lot of people in the same boat though. Like, yeah, yeah, and I mean like I only need to veer off a little bit to get to the hospital. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I, I think it's been in my head for ages and like I've always wanted to do it. And I think the last time when I was, oh, it was when COVID first kicked off and yeah. I was like, yeah, I wanted to do it and I got to a point, um, I think it got cancelled and I started having, my knee was playing up a bit and that sort of thing as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be nice to knock over. What, what was the most challenging aspect do you think um, for yourself? Because I've had a, a lot of people say that the race really starts in the last 10Ks. And I, I, yeah, I like well, the idea of that, but I'm also going to be at like 20. Said, like, ah! Yeah, I think a lot of people said around the 32K mark, it started getting tough. So yeah, I kind of had that number in my head and when I got to it, I wasn't feeling too bad and I was like, oh, like I was just kind of waiting to hit this massive wall that everyone talks about and mm. I probably didn't really hit that until about the 37k mark. Yeah. And then yeah, coming back um from Palm Beach over Burley cuz we took like the lower Burley track. Yeah. So we kind of had to do like a little bit of a hill and yeah, it just really cooked me <laughs> just doing <laughs> that little bit of a hill. I was just going really the slow. Incline. We had to stop and take a few big deep breaths and then yeah, just keep going but um yeah, then once you kind of I guess push past like the 37 and 38 and 39 you kind of Stack see the finish line run, yeah you're like, yeah you know, i can just tough it out for a few more k's what was your recovery like after that like were you because i know i got work on monday so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was cramping up pretty bad like yeah. afterwards um and then i made the error of driving my car down there which was a manual oh, <laughs> no. the girlfriend can't drive a manual so, so i had to drive home i ended up having to stop on the side of the bloody road and stretch out <laughs> and I, was, I was cramping up yeah um so then i got home and i was like oh, i need to do something and then i ended up just going to p3 the recovery center yeah. did the pools and then the compression sleeves and i i rate those pools hey? like yeah. we've we've gone to we did it throughout the um four by four and stuff at um rmc kind of yeah. burly bears and that probably same or similar setup yeah i've been there yeah p3 yeah, has got the hyperbaric chambers eh have you done that no before? i haven't done them no yeah i've only really done like the pools the sauna and the compression sleeves yeah. those sleeves are they like air compressed is that yeah the point it just of like just cuts off your circulation pretty much yeah. and just like deflates and yeah. reinflates yeah and it's crazy though you're sitting in a nice comfy chair you kind of like <laughs> lay back and really? pretty much just nod off <laughs> yeah. yeah you see a lot of guys using it after like like all the Suns boys or Titans and stuff head down there now and that sort of thing as well. But mm. yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned before Sana Days. Yeah, um, Sana Days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how'd that come about? Because obviously we sort of skipped past the the work stuff. Works, yeah. work, works <laughs> yeah. all right. Work, yeah. Work gets you by, but the, um, the stuff that we're passionate about. So yeah, how'd it start? And, yeah, so Sana Days um, pretty much started didn't start till 2019 but um i guess my affiliation with kind of mental health and being aware of all that kind of thing started in 2013 when i lost my dad to mental illness um yeah i was currently i was overseas at the time and yeah i got the call from mum and um yeah basically dad passed away so i ended up coming back to to oz and helped run the family business uh, which was a supermarket like a iga type setup so Helped uh, mum manage that for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, 
I guess, yeah, after I got, it all happened, I guess I felt the impact that had on not only myself, but my family, friends. Um, yeah, it was just obviously pretty devastating and heartbreaking. And I kind of wanted to do, I think, something positive in the space of mental health after that happened. Yeah. Try and, I guess, prevent other people going through what I went through. So I guess I was always kind of thinking of ideas in my head. How could I help and how could I make a positive impact? Um, but it wasn't until... 2019 um my best mate he entered us in the noosa try as a team and he was pretty close with the old boy as well so kind of hit home to him as well so we ended up raising money for beyond blue we did it for a charity and i guess the whole experience i think we raised over five grand for beyond blue um but yeah doing it with my best mate and my brother and for a charity pretty close to our hearts really kind of i think just flicked a switch for me and i was and I was like, yeah, I really want to do something in this space. And I guess I spent the next couple of months kind of showing, I guess, ideas and what I wanted to do. And it ended up coming down to, I guess, what made me feel good and what made me feel good, I guess, upstairs. And exercise was probably the main thing. Um, I guess from a background of always exercising and without realizing it, it did have that connection to my mental health. Like when, you know, you're younger, you're kind of just involved in sports and go to the gym because everyone else is doing it. But you don't really realize I think that connection it does have with your mental health unless mm. you stop doing it or something for for whatever reason um so then yeah I guess after that triathlon um we ended up entering another one in March like a sprint distance one like a whole group of mates did it and I was like I guess I got thinking what if I could put a brand behind this and we could do this kind of a few times a year um and I guess that's kind of how Sana was born but then I was kind of thinking, like originally it was just for like a group of mates, like we'd get together a few times a year, do a triathlon, do a run, kind of bring us together. And then I kind of thought, what if I open it up to, to everyone, you know, and try and encourage other people out there to exercise and feel good about themselves through through exercise. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much the, the backstory of Sana, just yeah. from what happened to my old man and me wanting to do something positive in that kind of space. And yeah, what made me feel good and that was always exercise. Yeah, it's sick that you can draw something positive from that. Like, obviously, it's a unfortunate situation, but to see how, I guess, making those challenges, and that, that's kind of what we've discussed so many times, and especially recently, like, it's those challenges that get to bring your mates together, those little those little moments, like when we're in the lounge room, I'm sure you've had plenty with yeah. your friends as well, where, like, everyone just bands together and they're kind of trying to achieve the same thing like i yeah i love that and when yeah. when i first heard you talking about when i when i met you down at run club and stuff i was like man that's a sick thing to share so yeah like it's i've been so excited for this yeah. podcast for that reason um but obviously as well just to to promote whatever we can with <laughs> yeah. with what support we have as well but yeah so how did how did sana actually come about like what's it mean um so sana itself comes from a latin phrase men sana and corpora asana which uh translates to a healthy mind in a healthy body mm -hmm. so that is pretty much yeah what the the whole brand is about exercising for the mind you know uh healthy mind healthy body obviously um so i just took sana out of that mm -hmm. um which translates to healthy um but i couldn't just have the the brand asana i didn't realize there's actually a lot of brands that have the the word sana in it so <laughs> um yeah days that's my last name day so yeah, yeah just translates to healthy days yeah that's yeah. it yeah i think um obviously down the track we looked at the 
opportunity of doing merch and all that sort of stuff how what's been the most challenging aspect for yourself in regards to that and just like is it you just keep sort of sticking at what you're doing and you think the the product will sell itself eventually or is that is that yeah, the, like, the goal when i started the the clothing was always going to be the byproduct yeah my main kind of message was get people exercising and doing that through events through community initiatives and the clothing was always going to be kind of on the side just to promote a bit more awareness yeah um so yeah i didn't go hard out when i started with the clothing i ended up doing like a, a print on demand um set up through shopify so an order came in and then this print company prints a shirt they send it off um so i did that for a little bit just to start with because there's no real overheads with that mm um the only thing was the delays so it, it does take a bit longer than actually like five days to like print the clothes and then they send it out so yeah, yeah. um then i eventually got onto a gold coast uh company and got a, a batch of shirts done and yeah it's kind of gone one of which there. you're wearing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they look good yeah. yeah yeah so i like to support local especially because i'm small at the moment i don't really feel the need to to go overseas and yeah. order massive quantities or anything like that um yeah it's it's been definitely a trial and error. Like, yeah. Definitely made a lot of mistakes and learned from, that's for sure. I've seen your um, tri kits that uh, got Sunday's on them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they look cool. Got some yeah. tri suits done up and running singlets. And yeah, got a few people wearing them at events now. So creating a bit of awareness through that as well, which is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we got them done through Scotty, an Australian brand. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, happy to support local at the moment and keep that going. And hopefully just, yeah, eventually just get more and more merch as the, the company builds. Is this something that you'd love to see as like your full-time gig or like where, where do you, because you, you mentioned before you got a vision board. Is that something that's on there? And- yeah, so at the moment, actually, I want to um, go down the charity pathway. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to look into get it actually registered as a charity. Um, then, yeah, it's, then we can actually hit events and people can raise money for Sana Days, wear the gear and hopefully eventually get my own events throughout the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the, the next step, I suppose. Yeah. Would you like to get into like a educational side of mental health? Um, yeah, I'm always open to that as well. Like, I guess teaching, I guess maybe youth or something like that, the importance that exercise can have and try and get in that, that early prevention stages as well. So mm. like, yeah, giving them the tools at, you know, a young age, it'd be great to help them develop, I suppose, and, you know, be aware of, I guess, mental health and what they can do to help it as they get older. Yeah, I think growing up and being, I'd say, pretty active and constantly playing sports and stuff, it's such a key pillar in my own mental health. Like, I know if I'm, like, for instance, when I injured my knee, like, I was sitting at home and, like, I was constantly wanting to get it sorted, but sometimes you got to rest up and yeah. do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, but, like, outside of that, do you, do you have any recommendations from your own life that you find does help? other than exercise yeah like managing mental health yeah. yeah um probably purpose is the biggest thing i was actually at a barbecue a couple of months ago and i was talking to this elderly gentleman and i was kind of telling him about sana days what we're about mental health brand and then he kind of just said like i think it was just came out and he's like you know what do you recommend to to beat depression and i was kind of just caught me by surprise because no one's really like asked me like that and then he's like you know what's one thing you recommend Mm. and then yeah it was purpose Uh, whether that's i guess you know purpose with work or with your own family life um i don't know having an animal like i think just having some purpose in your life um definitely helps manage your mental health that i find anyway yeah 
I love that. I think, yeah. I think, well, I think we spoke about it recently, and it was like um, how mental health is kind of the goal, but then it has those factors that lead into it, like you're exercising and looking after yourself and, and having purpose as well. Yeah, and they can all kind of intertwine with each other, I suppose. Like, obviously, you could have like a you know a fitness goal. And then you can work towards that. So that'll give you a bit of purpose, whether you're you know, training for a marathon, a triathlon, a fitness. <laughs> I don't, know if, I don't yeah. know if I'd say train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, 100%. Like setting these like goals throughout the year and then it just gives you a lot more purpose in your training and life, I find. Do you mm-hmm. find that the vision boards help a lot? Yeah. So yeah, when I started, I, I just like write down a couple of things I wanted to achieve like every year. And yeah, that definitely does help. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely yeah, keeps me accountable as well, I think. Yeah. I just need to be a bit more organized, I think, when I have a marathon or something <laughs> yeah. coming up, give people a bit more time to get organized for it. Yeah. I think there's there's value in telling people things as well, like to, to keep you accountable. Like I know um, leading up to this, it was playing on my mind. And then once I actually verbally told someone that I was going to do it and I and I put the fi- like the money down, actually Lucas from yeah. Running Clubs, yeah. like unless, you, unless you're financially... Um, Committed. Uh, yeah committed to to doing it he's like you always be dipping your toes in the water yeah, sort of thing exactly. and i remember getting back from a run with him and i like i went and um paid my registration fee i'm like oh shit like i'm, yeah. I'm doing it now <laughs> like, oh. but, but yeah I, I think having those people and that's why um one of the best things about having such close mates and and doing this podcast as well is that people keep you accountable to keep learning getting better at stuff as well and like i love meeting new people um, where they're doing they're doing well and, and it makes you like it inspires you to do more really yeah for sure like Gold Coast is, since I moved here I've definitely met a lot of inspiring people and that's one good thing about you know um, exercising and all the community groups you kind of you meet a lot of different people and learn a lot about I guess other like them and yourself as well mm, mm. Well, we've um we've got a couple of questions that we usually ask our guests. Um, so and I don't know if you've had some time to look through it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, 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 I, I think we found pretty early because we we probably stitched oh, whoever it was up and kind of dropped it on them. And then yeah, I found that it's definitely a question that required a bit of time and thought prior yeah. to it. Um, but do you have any favourite failures that you've benefited from in the long run? Um, favourite failures. Um. Probably, probably a couple. <laughs> I'll try and narrow it down to one. Um, probably moving to the Gold Coast, the company I was working for. Um, it was a brand on the Sunshine Coast, and they were, they were branching out down here. Um, so probably, I guess maybe put like all my eggs in one basket, I suppose. And you know, I thought that was the pathway I was going to go down, and that'd kind of be it for a few years and get me set up. But yeah, I guess COVID hit and everything didn't go to plan so that company ended up closing its branch down here and that i guess that failure then pushed me towards chasing my dreams and that was masana day so mm. yeah it definitely was a blessing in disguise in that way yeah covid's a very interesting thing like i know mm-hmm. even in relation to exercise like people through this area it's almost like they got to a point where they w- were told that they couldn't go out unless they're exercising and it's like it was probably the best thing for everyone because they yeah they started going out and yeah, being exactly, like that's yeah. the only sort of freedom they had at that time but yeah it's um yeah it's pretty cool though just to hear each week how people have drawn a positive thing from from something they would have deemed as a failure initially 
Yeah, exactly. And COVID kind of gave me that time to actually work on Saturdays. Like if I was still at another job, I don't know if I'd be where I am today, I suppose, with Saturdays. So hmm. yeah, I'm definitely thankful in a way that it kind of worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess the timing, it, yeah, it all just kind of worked out. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the second question is, if you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would it say? Uh, yeah, I did look at this this question. <laughs> had, had a lot of had a lot of different answers. Yeah, um, yeah. Mine's pretty straightforward. Um, just back yourself and believe in yourself. Um, I guess that re- reflects me as a lot because I have a lot of self doubt with a lot of things I do. So at the end of the day, I think you just got to back yourself and you know follow your dreams. Mm. Do you think doing the triathlons and stuff builds that confidence for yourself? Is that yeah, for sure. Like I don't know like four years ago or something, I would have never thought I'd be doing a triathlon, let alone a, a half marathon or a, a marathon, oh, sorry, half Ironman or a marathon. So I think, yeah, just back yourself and you, yeah, you might surprise yourself what you're actually capable of. Yeah. That's sick. I love it. I, yeah, I honestly get so excited and fired up every time. I know you just start recording in the morning so I'm fired up for the day because like, yeah, I get to the end of a session and like, it's good now we're having dinner after and stuff, but, yeah, I'll like be laying in bed like, yeah. I was like, oh, Thinking I need to go out for a run. Yeah. <laughs> That's been the trickiest thing actually I've found recently is like I want to go out and run to feel more prepared for something. But then it's also the management of like the feet and legs and all that. And yeah. just, just trying to taper off, I guess. But I don't know yeah. if you can taper from the suppose, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do too many Ks between now and is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, <laughs> yeah, Sunday. You don't want yeah. to do too many Ks. Yeah. You probably just want to keep your legs as fresh as possible, I suppose. Yeah. In regards to backing yourself, what is something that's sort of, I guess, to continue on from that, what's something that makes you nervous at the moment? Is that that full full line man? Yeah, probably a full line man. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, work as well, like just diving pretty much straight into the Sana days and actually making it a charity and going down that pathway. Yeah. So I think it's just going to become, I guess, real. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta, yeah. Because yeah, go. what, what's involved in actually turning it into a charity? Um. Yeah, you've got to get it registered um, through the ACNC, I think it is, um, just to, like a government authority. Um, and then you've got to have like a minimum amount of board members yeah. um, that can pretty much, yeah, I guess bringing other people into the company now and then having like different opinions and I guess other people like, I guess, pushing different ideas and stuff. So I've got to be open to all that now because it's pretty much just been me I guess this whole time just pulling the strings. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it'll be a bit scarier opening it up to other people and then they're coming in and kind of offering, you know, other ideas and I'm going to be, I guess, open to a lot more and I guess just being successful at it as well. Like I want to pursue this long term. So trying to get my message across and, you know, get people exercising, but I want to, yeah, do it properly. Mm. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I really appreciate your time coming oh, down. It's good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, just, I do want to say, though, um, yeah, I lost my old man at mental illness as well oh, sorry a few years ago. Um, but I think where yeah, what you're doing is fucking awesome. Yeah. The whole exercise and, yeah, raising awareness is awesome. So, yeah, love oh, what you're doing. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah. Easy. And, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'm talking about it's probably another thing we probably should have mentioned. Yeah, yeah, just being what, a lot more open about it. And what do you, what did you find were the best things that sort of got you through that initial testing time and then day to day as well? Um, a support network was probably a big one. Like I've got a, a really close group of friends and yeah, and family as well. Um, 
I guess, yeah, trying to, I guess, understand, I guess, why he did it and all that. So I kind of, I did a bit more like research and learn a lot more about it. And yeah, I guess, yeah, this is important. That work was probably a bit, yeah, like, big thing for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I you, think. Because you do get like into a, I guess, a bit of a, a, like a rut and a bubble, like after obviously it happens and you don't really want to go out. You don't want to talk about it because it's all real fresh. So. Yeah, it was good having like a good group of mates and like they'd come over and be like, you know, let's let's go for a walk, let's go for a gym session or there's something like that, just getting me out of the house and trying to get me back into the world, I suppose. Do you did you find that like was it something that you're unaware of of being in that bubble or it was just like you were you were just wanted to be in there? Yeah, well I guess obviously it's never happened to me before, so I never didn't really know how to react and um yeah, I guess it's kind of I don't, I don't know if it was embarrassing or it was just tough to talk about, I suppose. Like, and mm. I guess like a lot, of, a lot of people knew about it. So going back to work, because it was a family business, all the customers knew about it. So like, I, I have to face them and you know talk mm. to them. And yeah, I guess that whole side of it was pretty daunting at first. But yeah, eventually got, got back into it and yeah, helped me move on. Did you guys find like, obviously there's the stigma of guys needing to be macho and all that sort of stuff but is is it breaking down now or is it like when you're in amongst it, it is very tough to to look at those positives and like be able to just share with those mates um yeah it is breaking down a lot now i think there's a lot more awareness out there and a lot of i guess mental health companies and brands out there now that are helping men talk about it I guess, yeah, a lot of men's groups and stuff like that are now starting to form. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is, I guess it is still pretty tough. Um, I guess you do have that kind of macho mentality and I guess reaching out to your mates and just, you know, asking if they, you know, if you notice they're not being, I guess, as um, open or chatty as they usually are or, you know, just reaching out and saying, hey, listen, how you doing or something like that. It'll probably go a long way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sick. Oh, that's that's been good. I mm. mean, I yeah, it's honestly like I get more and more excited with this podcast because these kind of chats get to happen, and whether it gets put out to other people or not, I know Corey and I benefit from yeah. it greatly. So yeah, thanks yeah, for I your mean, time. Hopefully, yeah, someone listening that I don't know, might be going through a tough time, like similar to to me or Corey, might yeah, you know, look at it and give them a bit of hope, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a plug for yourself as well as like, obviously anyone can ever message Corey or myself and like, where, where can people find you? Um, yeah. So we've got the sanadays.co, the old shirt. Um, that's on Instagram. Sanadays is just on Facebook. Do have the website, um, which has a little like email um, option. So you can always send an email to our email account. Yeah, pretty much. Those are the, the main platforms at the moment. So yeah, just your Instagram, Facebook, and the website. Yeah, sick. Now we'll cool. keep up the good work, and I'm I'm yeah. really excited to see what challenges well, hopefully you put we can forth. Uh, touch base in you know a year or so, and see where we're at, and hopefully get the charity up and running. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, hundred percent. So let's go. Thank you. Thanks, boys. <laughs> go eat some burgers. <laughs> <laughs>